1: My fellow Ripplers. This is Chris Miles, your cash flow expert and anti-financial advisor. On another show it's for you, those of you that work so freaking hard for your money, and you're not ready for your money, start working harder for you today. Why? Because you want that freedom. You want to be able to do what you want with those you want when you want, right? You want to be able to spend that time doing what you love with those you love. But guys, I know it's not just about getting rich because you want to live a rich life. Because as you're blessed financially, you now have a greater capacity to bless the lives of those around you. That's exactly ripple effect. We're here to create today. Thank you for tuning in. You've been binging, appreciate you sharing it with others as well. Um, Just hearing a lot of the stories about how your guys' lives are changing. So thank you so much for doing so. If you haven't done so already, check out our website, moneyripples.com. We got lots of great education on there. Even if you want to dig deeper into infinite banking or passive investing, we got lots of good information there for you. Hey, how amazing would it be if you could create monthly cash flow, passive income, from making at least double-digit returns on your money. And get this, it's only a $1,000 or more that you need to invest. Guys, that's exactly what Secured Investment Corp. does. They actually do short-term lending to real estate investors that's backed by real estate that you can actually earn return double-digit returns on. That means 10% or better. It's also IRA-friendly, and you can even reinvest those monthly distributions to create compound interest on your money too. So guys, if you want to learn more about that, go check out Secured Investment Corp dot com that's secured s e c u r e d investment all right guys so I'm bringing back a guest I think we've now had him must be third times a charm I'm thinking so uh, we're bringing back Corey Pearson with Kahuna Investments uh, Corey also is written several books he's going to talk about one of them today uh, one of his books he has is copy your way success you know standing with on the shoulders of giants he also hosts the multi family legacy podcast that I've been on as well once or twice. Uh, great investor, been around the block. Um, excited to bring him back again because this guy's bought over 250 million dollars worth of real estate nationwide. So, Corey, welcome back to our show.
0: Man, I love coming on this show. I love the conversations and really, uh, it's always something new every time we come on. It's like the the market keeps on giving us left hooks and body blows, and so it's really how to how to take on the punches and uh, and still keep these investments going.
1: Yeah. I think the last time we had you on was, I think it was 2021. I think it was 2022 yeah. when, yeah. when uh, a lot of real estate investors got their, just, just got roasted, right? I mean, some of them aren't even in real estate anymore. Some of them have pivoted their business models completely different direction. You know, what's, I mean, you've been around the block. This is not your first rodeo, right? You have, this is not your first recession or, you know, whatever they want to call it, soft landing that they try to call it. Right. But uh, tell, tell me more about uh, like what your experiences you've been having over the last few years.
0: Well, this has been the most interesting market for for sure because it really is about operational excellence right and that's mm-hmm. that's been a key term that we've been really working on is how do you get lean and mean when you know when insurance goes up 300 percent on a property that you did not budget for in your performa four years ago five years ago but that's the current state of the economy. You have got to become a masterful wizard on the art of getting lean and skinny yeah. right doing only the things that you have to do uh in order to make profit and uh and by the way it's been it's been um very hard but we've learned so many lessons along the way chris and and one of the things mm-hmm. we did this year that i think is uh, absolutely remarkable is we decided to vertically integrate we finally got to a point where we looked at our portfolio and said we think we have enough fees and incomes to actually do this and to start up a property management company. Now, yeah. who in their right mind would do this, okay? <laughs> because that's called tenants and toilets and 24 seven response. Mm-hmm. Um, and why would you do it? And to simply put it, it's about control, Chris. More yeah. than ever, I think in this today's economy, it's about controlling your costs um, and, and expectations. And when it really goes down to it, Chris is about people. We're Mm -hmm. in the people business and not so much our customers or our investors. And even though that's a big piece of it, but I'm telling you, it's your staff. It's the people that work for you. So when we took over, so, and also I got to say this too, property management, third-party property management companies, they're not really aligned with the owner operator or investors goals. Why is that? Even though they kind of are, Mm-hmm. But they get paid on top line growth, not NOI, net, net, not net operating income. Not in top profit. line growth. Yep. Which is what they focus on, right? Grow the rents and they're good at it, right? But there's another piece to the equation, and that's the expense side. And so oftentimes than not, I see that side thrown to the wind. Oh well, you know, that's just what it is. And you can't, not in this economy, you cannot afford, well, you know, we're over a little bit or we're over $100,000 or like you have to micromanage your expenses nowadays. And that's how you drive your growth and hold on to somewhat of an uh, of your pro that you built, you know, three or four years ago. Because yeah. uh, costs have skyrocketed and, and insurance costs that have went 100% or 200% up. Um, will kill your proforma. That's right. Um, but I will. I will do. I want to talk about really quick though. Is that people aspect, Chris? So culture. So uh, I'm a big believer of this book called Traction by Geno Wickman, mm. and running your business um, and having the right people in the right seats, all rowing in the same direction with one battle cry. That is hard to achieve. But you have culture in your company, whether you know it or not. The choices are you going to control it and dictate it and so that is what we did uh two years three years ago really we started building this thing uh, that you know our hiring process and we call it the decaying attitudes right our our kahuna culture and and the Mm -hmm. things that we'll hire for and the things that we'll fire you for if you don't fit right and now because it's kahuna and it's kind of the islands we like you know be ohana right um family right the rock said you know your family, no one gets left behind in Lilo and Stitch. Mm-hmm. And so creating that culture, uh, you know, one of our culture, be the kind, show up, show out, like be special. We want to see your unique gifts, bring those to the table. We want to celebrate it. But when we take care of our people, Chris, something magic happens. They buy into this ideal and people work harder for that at a boy or at a girl than they will for money. They want to belong true. to something bigger than themselves, Chris. And what I found is if you can give that into such a way and how you do that, you build standards and cultures. And this is the way we do it. We call it the Kahuna way. Like, are you doing it the Kahuna way or not? And, mm-hmm. um, and when you, and when your team starts saying your phrases and you're, you know, we give choke praise. That's a, we use a lot of pigeon words, Hawaiian pigeons. So choke uh, it's not, I'm going to choke you out. It's a lot of, or a bunch of, and we like to give Choke praise to our teammates, right? And then one of my favorites is we're always trying to make it mo better, right? We've realized that we're a work in progress, and you know, taking over a management company, um, it has it is so many moving parts, Chris. But at the end of the day, I can look back at our team and say, look at how far we come. And for just one example, we you know we own a lot of student housing property, so in the in the college. Scenario They all move in at one time and they, or they move out, and then three weeks, a whole new kid group of kids come in and they move in. Mm-hmm. That's called turn on one property last year, a pretty big, probably $40 million project. Um, we spent $350,000 on turn because we've got to clean them and, and get them all ready. And then, and here comes the next group. Mm-hmm. But this year, with our management company and our team. We spent $125,000. Wow. How do we spend that much less? Well, we said we don't want to spend hundred. dollars Do we need outside vendors? What we found is we could hire kids, college kids, for $15 an hour and pay them part-time and say, here's some comment. Here's a scrubber, right? <laughs> Let's get into these units. You, you guys are now the cleaning crew. Oh, by the way, what's the commercial-grade carpet cleaner? You guys can go ahead and clean the carpets as well. Oh, by the way, uh, you can pull all the nails and put a little dap on there, sand it a little bit with a little bit of water, and then run a paintbrush. Now, now they're they're you know painting units and they're you know and they can do all these things. They're very capable if you give them the tools. And so yeah. we saved so much money by not using the vendors and, and doing this early with the, the right crew and the right team, and we made it fun. Mm-hmm. And, uh, in the, in the, at the end of the day, we saved, you know, $150,000 and, you know, $150,000 divided by, by a, by a seven cap is 2 million or something like that. It's good money.
1: That's great money. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So that's, that's the equation. I think that, uh, I think that makes a difference in, to, in today's economy. When you're looking at people as syndicators like me, it really is. Operational efficiencies, right? You've got like mm-hmm. practice, practice, six sigma, lean manufacturing, right? Just in time. I need I need my parts just when I need them. I don't need anything on the shelves because that is that's the world that we're living in right now, Chris, and it's it's yeah. crazy.
1: Yeah, that's that's such a, such a good thing because you're realizing even though your business is different than mine, right? I've realized the same thing. We've brought certain things in house as well, realizing well we could farm it out. At the end of the day, who's to say we couldn't do it just as well, if not better, and for
0: less. You yeah, know, and that- for less and get a better product. Really, it's because it's, yeah. it's that intangible thing that you've got that makes it so good. When I can look at my managers, and they're so proud, and you, and you get – this is the one thing I didn't know that I really enjoyed, Chris. I love people. I didn't realize I loved them as much as I did until I started to be able to come into them and give them uh, my entrepreneurship cry – And watching Mm -hmm. them take a hold of that, because they all not, you know, some of them just want to be employees, but they want to be something, they want to work behind something that's inspiring, Mm -hmm. that we're going somewheres. And to be able to give that to them, and then also develop leaders. It has been so much fun. And I find that that is my favorite part of the business. Now, I, I used to, you know, I love real estate, but I love people better. And I really enjoy that part of my of what I do now. And I think it's a big piece of why we're successful.
1: It's fascinating because uh, even bringing that up, I mean, you've kind of alluded to it a few times throughout this conversation. You know, uh, I'm reading a book called zombie loyalists. And one of the best way to get, you know, create, you know, your own zombies, people that love to follow you. Right. Some of you guys are Ripplers. You guys are awesome zombies, you know, yes. But uh, <laughs> but of those like your, your people, your employees, right. Your contractors, they should be some of the most loyal people as well. And, they talk about that like, hey, treat them right. If you treat them right, they'll also treat your people right too. And,
0: and I've sort of put a bigger emphasis everybody. on that. how do I treat my team right?
1: as well as just not just the clients, but them as, as well.
0: Yeah, that that is really our core. That is our core. Like I was like, we, we talk about this a lot. We're like, guys, if we'll treat each other like gold, right, and mm-hmm. really make sure you guys are very important. And so I'll give you an example. In my corporate structure, um, next week, my whole corporate team takes off. Every, all my accounting is off and we give it paid, right? We want on Christmas, the whole week of Christmas till New Year's, it's a company shutdown and we're paying. Why? Mm -hmm. Because I want my people to have family. Family is important to me, right? I want them to not just have a job. I want them to have like, this is what we do. This is our, this is part of who we are. We take care Mm -hmm. of family and that means giving them the time and freedom to be with family. And when we do that, what happens? The reciprocate, they reciprocate that they'll go out and when, and if it's a Saturday that they wouldn't normally have to work, but they, but we got something that's due. They're like, I'm going to get it done. Right. I'll I'll burn a little midnight oil for you. Mm -hmm. And that's what makes the ship, you know, go boom. Right. Like it really is making those people and giving them that autonomy and then the other thing is, uh, one of the things that I've always done, Chris, and I would love to share this with people, is the power of the written word. Okay. I have personal stationery. And I, if anybody, if you run your own company here, I'm just going to say you should get some and use it. The, the power of the written word, when you can dote on somebody saying, hey, what, you know, John or, you know, Chris, I love being on your podcast. It meant so much to me. And, you know, I love the questions that you ask and how you, you set me up. Thank you so much. For what you do. And you send that in the mail. I'm telling you, people take it, they read it. And when you do this for your employees or your vendors and things like that, they'll put it in their little cubicle where all the special stuff next to their family photos, your card yeah. will be there. And I know this because I've, I've done this. I've went to other people's vendors and I see some of the people that I really like. And I look at like, there's my card and it's been up mm-hmm. there for years. Yeah the power of the written word is, is, is it, man. So dote on people and love on people and you'll be surprised the reciprocation you'll get. Um, And that's really, that again, comes to our company culture, Chris, which is, I think our leading force that I think is our set, the thing that separates us really almost our USP in creating a management company and owner operating assets. It's the personalization of caring and being willing to give ourselves and our time and our efforts to, create something, what do we call award-winning property management? I love it.
1: Well, it's kind of coming full circle. Like you expect someone who's in the multifamily space like you are, where you're doing apartments and things like that, or student housing, you expect someone to say, yeah, the last few years, interest rates have been rough, right? Like that variable rate changed. It's been horrible on us and we've had to get lean and you know, all this stuff. We can't find deals. No, for you, it's like, no, we had a pivot, but in a different way. Like yeah. we pivoted trying to find ways to reduce costs, but also how do we essentially from top down, you know, and side to side, like all directions, how do we just treat people right? And how do we do it better?
0: And trying to take care of the investors. I mean, at the same day, there are, my my job is to take care of money. Yeah. Capital, right? So um it has been the one of the most challenging markets in real estate that in a long time, right? Like yeah. investors, there's many of them, like they're not getting paid. We've got a couple properties where, we're still not making distributions, right? Um, which seems to be part for the course, but it's, it's not great. But it's a short-term problem to a long-term strategy. Mm-hmm. And I remind myself of this all the time. Now, the challenge is to let your investors feel this because they have to feel it and they have to understand, that the, and this is where communication is so key, is like, listen, um, you know, we're in rough waters right now, but I'm the captain of the ship and I'm not going down. Right, mm-hmm. we are sailing into a different direction. we've We've got the we've got the power full on, right? And we're making course corrections, but we're still gonna get to the port, right? Yeah, it may take us a little longer. It may um we may have we may have lost some cargo along the way, right? <laughs> um, but we'll get there, right? And every investment, I mean, I've had some investments where we've absolutely killed it and crushed it. Um, I think when you do this long enough. You'll win some really good. You'll have a lot of good, you know, doubles and triples. And then you have some base hits, right? And occasionally mm-hmm. you'll have a dog, right? Now there's mm-hmm. more dogs out there than not, but that's because there was a lot of inexperienced operators coming into the marketplace. And um, those are the ones that are foreclosing and losing their properties. We're not losing any properties. Um, yeah. But we have some dogs, yep. Has it gotten lean? Of course, right? But that leads me to the next piece is when do you buy right? When is the great time to buy? I say it's when always honestly. It. Yeah. But like I, right now I feel like, yeah, this is when it, when it, when it feels weird, which it is now, this is when you go in. And so we're, we uh, we're now buying, uh, we didn't buy anything for the last year and a half. I'm closing on a property at the end of the year. It was a bank REO proper. I got an REO bank owned asset, Chris. Huh? When's the last time we bought those?
1: What, 2010, maybe? Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> so I got a, a a multifamily project that I bought for like, we're buying for 6 point something million dollars. And I got it as an REO auction, an auction.com. Wow. And I stole it and I got an 8.6 rate. And I'm still cash flowing because the bank has to sell it. And so what is my play there? I'm like, we're going to make some cash flow, but five years from now, when I refi that project, and I'm not at 8.6, maybe I'm I'm hoping I'm at five, mm. but of even five and a half, I'm a ATM machine. I'm gonna be printing money. And I've got a 10 year project uh, timeline for me on that project, five for my investors. So it's a win-win, right? And it's really just understanding where you're in the market cycle and then really just uh, making sure that you're making good financial choices along the way. And um, occasionally, yeah, you're going to have some uh, some headaches and some bumps, but at the end of the day, that that is real estate. That's that is why it's real estate. It's not risk free, but I still also look at to the opposite side that you and I both know and come from, is the 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 crazy roller coaster of the stock market. Who understands that crap? And by the way, they don't give your money back. They don't say, "Oh, we're going to make course." They're like, "It's the market." Mm-hmm. They don't care, and
1: yeah. they don't take responsibility either, do they?
0: No, no, and so. That's the difference is we, we we take responsibility. I have to. And I think that is the difference is, you know, you, you invest in some mutual fund down the road and how many people touch that thing before it goes to the right guy that says, we're going to go buy shares of some company. Mm-hmm. Who is that person? Right. And could you call them up? No, no way. So that's why I love what you do, Chris, is you teach people how to get smart about their money and and, and be in control. And I, I believe it so much. I think it is really about taking control of your money and, uh, and, and, you know, being, being wise with it for sure, because most people know what to do with their money better than the market.
1: That's exactly it. Well, let me ask you, uh, let me, before I ask you the final question about your viewpoint on 2024 coming up, especially in the multifamily space, uh, you have a book, uh, Trust But Verify, Correct.
0: Yeah, so this is a great time to segue it, right? Because uh, I wrote yeah. a book called Trust But Verify, The Passive Investor's Guide to evaluate, Evaluating Real Estate Syndicators. And you can get this book by uh, texting the word trust, T-R-U-S-T, to 480-500-1127. So the word trust, 480 1127 We'll send it to you for free. But I wrote it because there's people that they're like, man, I think I want to do syndications, but what should I be looking out for? right? Mm-hmm. What should I, what questions should I ask? And so I wrote a whole book um, showing you what to look out for and really the pros and cons. And, uh, you know, so you kind of have a look behind the kimono and be be educated when you're looking at potential syndicators like me.
1: And that's so important right now because I mean, 2022 kind of helped screen out some of these guys, but there's still plenty of operators. I know that are out there still in business, still trying to raise capital, even though they yeah. should have no business doing so.
0: Yeah. You know, and they're just, they're, they're living off acquisition fees. Right. And they're just trying mm-hmm. to string deals together. And um, like, so we, we just didn't buy anything last year, right. A year and a half. Yeah. Why? Because it didn't really make, there was nothing out there that was worth buying. I know there's a lot of people that bought a lot of stuff and they're probably wishing they hadn't. Right. But they were just like, well, we're just, we're buying this, we're buying that, we're buying this, we're buying that. And I, I'm a little bit more like, listen, I think you need to be a little bit more methodical, understand the swings of the market. And now we're into the pendulum is changed. And we're in this weird spot because they just said we're at the top of the interest rates, mm-hmm. right? At least the Fed signaled that, we'll say, right? Right. But that's a great place. Now it's like, okay, so when does it go down the other way? It'll slowly go down. I don't know how fast it'll go down. I don't think it's going to go fast at all. The scare scarcity of, oh, shit, have you know everything's going to crash is not there as much as it's like, okay, it might get a little bit better. And so there's a lull right now that I think there's a lot of opportunity for 2024. And our word is dominate. We're going to dominate 2024,
1: Chris. Well, that's pretty much my question, right? Like, what do you see happening in 2024? And because I've been telling my clients for a while that although I knew 2023 was pretty much a crappy year for apartment you know, apartment syndication, I haven't told them, it's like, if you see them, you probably want to stay away for now until things start to shift. A little bit until so you see that shift happening and then the deals are there and i know you have a very strict buy box right like it has to yeah. check those certain boxes for you yeah. to be able to say that's a good deal well we're still it buying a lot of student like housing
0: we're still buying a lot of student housing projects right so like mm-hmm. student housing are kind of um they don't really care what the market's doing per se um it is then it's about um because when your kids are 18 they're gonna go to school if they're going to college right so then right. it's about size of college where you're at and how close you are to the college if you're looking at that asset and what's the USP for that property. And so it's a little bit immune because mom and dad personally guarantee and they usually make the payments anyways. So we like that piece of business. Um, We still own regular apartments as well. Um, But even in the student housing sector, insurances went up a lot, right? Mm -hmm. So, and here's the key factor. All that stuff now is finally getting priced in to your new acquisitions. And see, that's the piece like when insurance went up a hundred percent, it went up for everybody. Mm-hmm. And so when you're buying new acquisitions, a lot of that price stuff is already included now in their, in their P and L's. So you're being able to, you're not getting something like, Oh, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And so they, they've had to raise their pr- or lower their prices to be able to sell. Now the job always Chris is to find needles in the haystack. Mm-hmm. And I'm still convinced no matter what market that you're in, if you look long enough and hard enough, and at a, a, enough deals, and I'm talking not one or two but hundreds, right? Mm-hmm. That's the job is to find needles in the haystack. And when you do that right, I mean, it can yield great results, like where we're at right now. I think there's a there's a period of time where the next year is going to be a pretty good time to buy, for the fact that interest rates will eventually go down. So if you can buy today in cash flow and make it through have Mm -hmm. a business plan. We're not doing bridge notes anymore. No one's doing bridge. You Mm -hmm. have to be able to raise capital now to do your uh, repairs and your uh, improvements. So you're, this is where the men separate from the boys because it's about raising real capital, not having the bank give you the capital, which is what everybody was predicated before. So now the true operators that know how to raise money, they're going to be shining and they're looking to buy everything. And then um, we'll go through the cycle let it swing to the pendulum. And then in five years from now, we're going to be in pretty great positions with all our assets, right? And and so that's kind right. of my thought is let's not miss the high tide because it's coming. Right now, we're yeah. in the low tide. Things are kind of crappy. And this is the signal to, and it's been crappy for a while. We're finally kind of getting to that apex where they finally, you know, signal with the Fed that things are going to change. So this is when you go in.
1: Well, I'm excited for that change. It's it's about dang time, isn't it? It is
0: a about dang time, Chris. Because uh, the last two years have been the hardest years of my real estate career. In the since 2005, I'm mm-hmm. doing this business for you know a good minute. It has been. I think I went a little grayer, uh, you know, uh, over it. But um, what I what did I learn? I learned that you can almost get out of anything if you communicate well, right? And if you if you right. have a plan. And sometimes you have to have a plan and a backup plan and then a plan behind that because there's just things that you don't see coming. Um, But most people will give you that benefit. And then um, at the end of the day, understanding that it's a long-term investment, not a short-term investment, right? Right. Everything that we do is predicated on long-term five years to seven years um, timeframe. And so do not get hung up on the one year that it's bad or the two years that it's bad. Two years in a seven-year project it's just, you know, you can usually make up you'll make up for it, right? You it'll probably swing harder the other way when you get to the end. And so I I'm I'm convinced as long as I can cash flow, I can never lose on real estate cuz I can keep it for as long as I need to and then you can usually if you hold it long enough it always is worth more. That's
1: right. Hey, if people can wait through the stock market from 2000 to 2015 basically and not make any money, I'm pretty sure they can hang in 5 to 7 years instead of 15, right?
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: No. <laughs> so. Well, Cora, this has been great. What's the best uh, way for them to follow you, reach out to you? I, obviously, you got the book, of course. Yeah, put in the you show go notes. to the
0: book, but uh, also, uh, you know, go to uh, our, our podcast, Multifamily Legacy Podcast. I, I teach and, and talk about, um, you know, operations and what we do. In, um, and Kahuna Investments is our company, so kahunainvestments.com, dot uh, We're always out there, but you know, at the end of the day. It really is about making a difference, and, and Chris, you do such a good job with this. I love what you teach, and 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 the way you take investors and give them the um, the goods and, and and the knowledge to get it done. That is priceless, my friend. When when you have knowledge, knowledge is power, and what you do with that, and what t- uh, Chris teaches you to do with it, is super powerful.
1: Absolutely, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, knowledge is power, especially when you apply. You know how to apply the knowledge, right? That's yeah, when man. it really changes your life. Oh. Yep. Well, great. Well, thank you again for joining us today. Everybody else, definitely text, you know, text the number that we will have here in the the show notes below and get that book. That's such a generous offer from Corey to be able to have that book and you don't have to pay for it. So that's awesome. So definitely do that. Check out his his podcast as well. Everybody, remember it's about the action you take, especially when it's deliberate and when it's intentional and it's done with the right principles. That is when you see the right results. Make it a wonderful prosperous week. And we'll see you later.
0: Visit us online at moneyripples.com for more resources to help you fix money leaks and get your money working harder for you now. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time.